The problem is that the uh, pre-approval is lower than what we need to help find them a house. Homes under 300000 are almost non-existent right now. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. I'm curious if you are seeing some of these national trends and takeaways uh, that I've pulled from some news outlets over the last couple of weeks locally here in the uh, in the Oregon area. How's that sound? Yeah, I bet we are. But yes, bring okay. it on. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, <laughs> you often will disagree with what's happening nationally sometimes and say, no, no, we're, we're different in Oregon, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, keep Portland weird, right? Isn't that the saying? So we've got <laughs> we, we to live up to that every once in a while and be a little different. Seller inspections. This is listed as one of the items that's happening across the country right now, being reported that to save negotiating time and money, Sellers are getting their own inspections so that things can get sorted out before an offer is accepted, thus speeding up transactions. And in some cases, the buyers are then waiving their own inspection contingencies in offers. Okay, so that is not happening here. All right. See, I knew you'd be different. No, I do not recommend my sellers to get inspections. Mm -mm. Once you know, you have to disclose. So let's not know. I mean, that's the way it goes. It's a buyer's due diligence to do inspections and decide if they want the house or not based on that inspection, correct? So what we are seeing is buyers waiving the inspection contingency to win the bid. And that is kind of a dangerous approach, but you know what? Take the house as is and deal with the problems after closing. But we don't, I don't advise my sellers to get a home inspection. Every home inspector is going to come up with something different, right? They're they're not all going to come out the same. And once you know, you're going to feel obligated to fix or disclose. And in this market, when we're trying to maximize your profit as a seller, let's not do that. <laughs> um, as far as speaking from a buyer's perspective, I always recommend getting an inspection. If you're going to make an offer as is, no repairs is, is how we would word it. That's fine. We can do that. But let's get an inspection so at least you know what you're buying. And then you can decide if you want to move forward and buy that house. Yeah, I, I can't imagine buying a home and not having an inspection on it just to make oh, sure you're not. Yeah. That's a big investment to get into and mm-hmm. find a $50,000 fix you got to do all of a sudden. Yeah, Ugh. we did it recently. We bought a house as is, no inspection. And, um, you know, I, I have an eye for those things because I've been doing this so long. So I would say I have an advantage to a, a, a buyer. But our agents are trained. We are trained as buyer's agents to be able to look at the siding in the roof. We're not inspectors here, but... We can kind of tell you what we think, you know, might come up, you might need your money for in the next three to five years and help with that if you choose to go that route and, and waive the inspection. It's still a risk, but as it long is. as you well inform your mm-hmm. buyers to those risks, then it's up to them to whether to waive those things or not, right? Yes. Interesting. Okay. So we're not seeing the seller inspection so much in the area, but we are no. seeing buyers waive those contingencies to yes. win the bids. Interesting. All right. So we're a have agreement on that one. <laughs> Here's another takeaway from uh, a recent article. Young adults are dominating the market right now. Uh, oh, this, yeah. is, this is a National Association of Realtor Think saying that it's this is happening. The shift of older generations dominating the housing market 
has taken place. Now millennials and even Gen Z are snatching up homes and driving market decisions. I think when Gen you started Z. the show relatively, you know, a couple of years ago, Colleen, mm-hmm. we were still kind of heavy in that, you know. Uh, millennials haven't gotten into the into the real baby estate boomers, realm yet. Yeah. Yeah. Baby boomers were uh, were buyers matching the millennials. Now uh, we're, I'm seeing that shift. And you talk about Gen Z. Well, my youngest just turned 20 this week, and he's a Gen Z. And you know, I think that the millennials waited a while to become homeowners and to start families. I mean, it's just statistically, that's what they did. And I think the Gen Z's are going to, I think they're going to speed up. I think they're, they're going to buy homes earlier than later. So we'll, it'll be fun to watch and see, but yes, locally, definitely uh, first time buyers, millennials, the younger generation is that big pool of buyers and they're pre-approved. They've done a great job saving their down payment and having great credit and job history. The problem is that the uh, pre-approval is lower than what we need to help find them a house. Homes under 300000 are almost non-existent right now. That's uh, that's pretty wild. That's kind of, I imagine, even hard to envision just a couple of years ago. If somebody had told you that would be the landscape right now, would you have been, right. you'd been pretty surprised at that, right? Yeah. I mean, in the Salem area, I moved here to Salem seven years ago from Portland, and I was seeing that in the Portland market. Now we're seeing it in the Salem market. It's catching up with Portland. Interesting that it's uh, spreading, that same kind of Mm -hmm. issue. Uh, Very interesting. All right, so you young adults out there, buying those homes up, driving the decisions now. Very interesting. Uh, Another takeaway here, Colleen, mortgage rate increases are stirring up buyers a little bit. So there's been, you know, the occasional little bit of a steady rise in interest rates here and there. Buyers who have been on the sidelines now coming out of the woodwork to act fast on getting a home and trying to lock in the still relatively low rates. Maybe people are feeling like it's going to be the end of these super, super low interest rates. So driving a little bit more buyers to the market, even though it's an already crowded space. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I I don't see the buyers even really concerned about mortgage rates going up or down right now. They're just more concerned about just (laughs) getting a house and... So I, I'm not seeing that too much, but I suppose we, if the rates continue to increase, we definitely will see that trend. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, I believe uh, a lot of, if it truly starts heading up, a lot of people will be stirred up. That's probably yes. a good, good way to describe it. Another article said, we are never going back to normal. Uh, <laughs> so this was Trulia, you know, website uh, real estate company. Trulia's co-founder, Pete Flint, told an audience at an industry event that we're never going back to normal in real estate. But he sees it as a good thing because of the digitization of the industry and the removal of several points of friction that used to exist throughout the transaction of buying a home. Well, definitely, yes. Technology has changed our real estate landscape of how we do business, and it will continue to do that. You know, the threats of the Trulia and Zillow coming in and, and eliminating the real estate agent, I just, it doesn't worry me or concern me because there's always a human element needed in a, when you're buying and selling your biggest asset your and your home. However, never going back to normal, well, of course not. We're always moving forward with technology and systems and, and the way we do business. Um, Zoom came into our world in the last year and it's changed real estate and how quickly we can do things. And, you know, I, I've told this, this to you before. I remember sitting at the kitchen table in the 90s and planning, mapping out where I was going to take my buyers 
because I didn't have any sort of navigation app on anything. And so the real estate industry just keeps evolving with technology. And, and that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely is. And it's so interesting, I think, to look at um, just the different moving parts that have happened over the last year. Some of those things will probably be with us forever and others yeah. will uh, will maybe go back to normal. I, I could see some elements still returning to normal. but Well, but, you know, I'm a firm believer in open houses. You know this. I that's think right. People that say open houses don't sell houses, I, I'll, I'll go up against you any day because I do believe they do. And those are back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Back in action. That's fantastic. And uh, probably will be more and more prevalent as more and more folks get vaccinated and we uh, hopefully get back to normal, at least in terms of everyday life at some point. Yes. All right. One more here, Colleen, for you. Uh, This takeaway was that first-time home buyers have it easier than repeat customers. Uh, An article argues that first-time home buyers have less contingencies typically and often access to more financing programs than repeat buyers. I found this one to be counterintuitive and uh, of what I would have thought. Yeah, I first-time buyers don't have a very large down payment typically. First-time buyers with money maybe have an advantage. Yeah, but. <laughs> I mean first-time cash buyers, but typically, you know, you're doing a minimal down which is if you're going up against somebody who has $100,000 down because their home is in escrow getting ready to close. I mean, when you're looking apples to apples on offers, the better offer for the seller is the one with the larger down payment because if the appraisal comes in low, there's an opportunity to negotiate with some of that down to meet the price. And so I don't really see, I mean, loan programs, there are some great first-time buyer loan programs out there. They don't have a contingency of a house to sell. Well, our pool of first-time buyers are having a heck of a time right now. Yeah, I didn't think bids. you would. Ag- I didn't think you would agree with that one. No, Maybe it's that just would be tough. I just, it breaks my heart for the buyers losing out and the agents that are working so hard to find them something. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.